and welcome to our latest episode of the Your Plate podcast. And happy new year, everyone. Happy new decade. Happy new year. Happy 2020. So, yeah. Round of applause. (laughs) So we've all made it to 2020. This is fantastic. And continuing on from our last week's theme where we did a little review and highlights of our year, we now wanted to move forward and think about how we are approaching goals in 2020. Obviously, this is one of those times of the year where there is a bit of a natural surge. I notice it in my clients. They they have a period of reflection around the Christmas holidays and there is that sort of feeling of newness. And so you do want to capitalize on that and you do want to sort of t- go with that feeling. On the other hand, we know there's also research about people managing to give up their resolutions, you know, well before March. So you know, how do you balance <laughs> maybe after two weeks? <laughs> yeah. So how how do you balance that kind of that exciting energy of this time of year with the sort of realities of often what can happen with resolutions and things? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I wanted to put a few ideas out there about different ways that you can approach goals and resolutions. And I wanted to start with what I mentioned at the beginning of last episode, which was this lovely quote um, from Laura Vanderkam, where she talks about the idea that it, it's amazing how how we often underestimate what we can do in the short term, but we, sorry, we overestimate what we can do in the short term. So we expect too much of ourselves in the short term, but we underestimate what we can do in the longer term. And this fits in with what you were saying, Arthi, about having just like one goal. Yeah, so I was just um, saying, you know, I read somewhere that if you just have one goal, it gives you just one thing to focus on so it doesn't mm. feel as overwhelming. Yeah. Then you channel all your energy into that one resolution and if you achieve it, it then gives you that motivation or that momentum to then yep. carry out, you know, set, set some new resolutions. So, you, you know, yeah. it's not kind of, you, you know, a lot of us will maybe write out seven or eight resolutions. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. I mean, first of all, there is science around this, but there's also, this is very unique to your personality, the way that you approach things, your strengths. And so we want to acknowledge that everyone will do things differently. But I have to say, I subscribe to the one thing concept. I mean, there is a whole book called The One Thing. I've posted about this on Instagram. And if you can find that one one goal and really focus on that and bed that down and do it in an incremental way until it's almost you, you don't even have to think about it anymore then you can work on the next goal and the next goal. So I love that concept. And Laura Vanderkam, one of my favorite people on time management, talks about the idea that you can have one goal for one season and then you can update that with the next one once you've bedded that in. So you can still have your six, say or what you talked about, you might have six or seven. You can still have them over the course of the year. Mm. But rather than thinking you have to work on all of them at the same time and be confused and, and that sort of thing, you actually do it more sequentially. Mm. So I think that's one lovely way. I struggle slightly with that because I'm somebody that I don't want to be like, oh, in March, I'm going to then take on this. I like to go with what's now and what's important so in my case what I probably do is I'd say I probably want to achieve the following it will probably look like this over the year but I'm going to start with this one and I'm going to revisit it in March you know the next ones and I mean that's kind of the whole point of coaching and working with the coaches that you see how things are evolving and you work with the moment you don't map out everything and expect it to I think the way you're talking about it works if you are quite consistent with checking in with somebody to review it so if you're doing things a little bit more independently yeah you may not have that. That's you might not have a system in place to then keep reevaluating it. So Absolutely. maybe, maybe for me, doing what I know it sounds silly, but I, I can see the benefits of having one thing because you're not 
overburdening and overwhelming yourself but at the same time I felt like you need a few things to keep you need a few balls rolling at the beginning and trying to ride that wave of motivation because then you think oh actually I'm not just gonna whatever it is uh, might be a fitness related one something else around family I think for me doing one thing doesn't seem enough in January I don't know what it is in something in my head so you've got an energy you've got an energy and enthusiasm as long as it doesn't end up in broken goals fallen failed plans and then all of that stuff well I well I think that is the problem for me personally I'm not I don't know well, how well you've I'm, answered your yeah, own challenge, exactly this is what you? this is why I'm going to try the one goal this year because I'm, I'm actually I think there could be some validity in it for me personally actually exactly. for me to try it so I'm going to give it a go that's really yeah. interesting so there was something else that you were saying there about I was going to talk about the top new year's resolutions and we oh, could, yeah. I thought we'd play a little game yeah okay how do you how do you feel about okay. doing that okay so I was just doing a little bit of reading around there was a comas poll and there are top, there are five top resolutions. So I'm going to go through them and I want you, Maya, mm. to rank them, rank them, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the top five news resolutions are learn a new skill or hobby, exercise more, drink less alcohol, eat more healthily and stop smoking. Can you rank those for me and I can give you some feedback on which. Okay. Right. I'm going to put the exercise or eat healthily, one of those first. I'm going to put the stop smoking last. I'm going to put alcohol above that. And then I'm going to put, what's the middle one? The new hobby. Yeah. Oh, I might put that one last, actually. So the reason why I did smoking last is because obviously a smaller proportion of people smoke. So it's only going to apply to a smaller number of people. I like the logic behind that. There's a little bit of logic. (laughs) Okay, so which one did you do last? I did hobbies in the end. Okay, so you actually write the first time. So you're right. The top two are exercise more and eat more healthy, both at 32 and 33%. Then learn a new skill or hobby oh, actually lovely. comes above. I'm so happy about know, that. That I makes thought, me really happy. I, w- I was quite surprised about that okay, as well. So that's 15%. That yeah. That's 15%. Um, drinking less alcohol is 12%. And stopping smoking is 9%. Ooh. So those are your those are the top five. So I thought that was quite interesting. I, I wasn't surprised with the exercise more and eat more healthy. I think a lot of us probably have those as... Yes. And actually, just on that note and those resolutions, I actually, from about the end of November, just sort of really wasn't like a big thing but just sort of just stopped drinking which Mm. is actually a big thing for me because I do like my alcohol normally Mm. and so sort of kind of went through December kind of went through December without um, any alcohol and you were were what's your drink of yeah what was the reason behind it and I was interested to know what your drink well considering that I'm no longer drinking I don't think I need to share my drink of choice but the reason for it was I I was just had too much on and I was really struggling and I was like what can what can I let go of that rather than trying to find you know some other way of managing everything and actually I just found that it drained too much from me Mm -hmm. so as much as it gave me like sort of relief and joy and again for me as a whole experience I just yeah and so I thought rather than doing in January where you've kind of already over overindulged on it all actually what was stressing me out was the amount of sort of social commitments and then there was travel and there was just so much on my plate and I was like actually this could all be a lot more manageable Mm. if I'm not then also processing alcohol the day after Mm -hmm. yeah no makes sense so yeah anyway so that was maybe a pre pre resolution type thing okay the final thing as always (laughs) (laughs) yeah about a month ahead so the final thing before we talk about how we approach goals and resolutions that I just wanted to highlight was the difference between a process goal and an outcome goal so I think this is a nice one and actually resolutions are often process goals because people say I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to you know but there's sometimes there's a missing piece so process is when you commit to doing something on a regular basis but you're not completely tied to the outcome so it may be something like you know I'm going to do mud runs three 
few mm. times a week. So it yeah. sounds like the journey, not the destination. Yes, right? yes, exactly. Okay. And so that you can control or you've got a higher degree of control over. Outcome goals are things like, you know, I'm going to drop 10 pounds or I'm going to achieve this promotion or get this book deal or whatever it is. And they are less in your control, Mm. but they're the actual outcome. And obviously, if you're building up only a bank of those type of goals, then you've got less power to influence those. Plus, there is a whole science around then becoming sort of outcome oriented. And then, you know, what happens once you achieve that goal? And what's your system for success? So it's just, I think, an interesting distinction to make. And it's worth checking when you are doing your goals. Is there a clear process? Like, okay, if you're going to be doing more exercise is there a very clear process like mm. what are you committing to how specific is it when is that going to happen like smart to me is what you're talking it about i know that again that's yeah. cliched but you're there is an, it there's probably an element but oh, but i just I can't you. stand <laughs> smart and i i did a post about the difference between smart and there's it's a much more exciting um version of goals and oh. it was is like more inspiring so okay. they, they had to do, do a be, podcast on that yeah I'm to hear all about that oh okay i will look up what the definition was but it was basically they had to be like exciting ridiculous um emotionally charged Mm. goals and it was fills you with so much more excitement like i am never going to be in a coaching session and talk about smart goals i feel like i feel like i've heard about smart goals since i was about 18 so that's 20 and the language perhaps hasn't moved on although it has and i haven't heard about it so i would love to hear about that yes exactly so let me try and if if it will come to me during this um, podcast i will mention to you what the acronym is for that So we've talked a bit about different approaches to goal setting and resolutions and different ways of doing it. And so we thought we'd now share a little bit about what we do around this time of year and how we approach it. Arthi, do you want to share yes, a few highlights? Yes, definitely. So I love New Year's resolutions. It's yeah. just a new start to the year, a time to reset um, and rebase yourself. So what we do is we go to the pub for a couple of hours for our beer and brownie session. Mm-hmm. And uh, we share the brownie. My husband has a beer, I have a tea. And we have the iPad and we do these pin interest vision boards. So what essentially that is, we've got four areas, family, health and fitness, kind of, you know, health and well-being type stuff, holidays. And we... And work. We set up, yeah, and work. And we find images, kind of, we just Google things and we, we sort of map it out on a on a page so it's more visual rather than written down Love I don't know whether it. there's any positive psychology around it yeah but yeah. we don't write it so it's more pictorial yeah. and I think we always have the intention that we'll print them out and put stick them up but we haven't done that so maybe yeah. this year we're going to do that yeah. so that's our process that's in a nutshell Arty, and obviously I'm going to ask you a few coaching questions yes this. this is really interesting first of all I think that's brilliant that you actually sit there and create something it's a bit more fun and exciting mm. isn't it we, we prefer yeah, it. yeah exactly so you've sort of answered one of your questions one of my questions which is like how might you improve your process but before I ask you that I was curious about how it's gone for you this year like what's worked from your vision board or what hasn't you know yeah okay so actually I think when I review the year one thing I think we don't do is we don't check in like after so you know you set your news resolutions and actually what I've realized the year has just been a whirlwind and it goes by and you don't check in sort of every three months or six months to see how things are going yeah but in answer to your question things that have gone well are that me and my husband have been quite conscious that we try and have some time together got young family quite busy with work but one thing we have tried and he and my husband travels a lot so we've tried at least to have two hours in a week it might just be 
sat watching TV together yeah. where we can just talk and have some downtime or it might be going on a date night. I know it's really cliched, but again, it's just that opportunity. What's, that? What's a date night? <laughs> we'll just go out for dinner somewhere locally on a Friday. <laughs> it's generally a Friday night. So yeah, I feel, I, I feel really happy that we've managed to make that happen. Yeah. Because I think in previous years when we've set that as a resolution, it's definitely fallen by the wayside. That's incredible. Well done. So that's been, yeah. so that's been probably one of the highlights. And what else have we done? We've been quite good on the holiday front as well. Yeah. The few trips that we've planned to do, the only thing that didn't happen was camping. Yeah. And then the but fitness... don't worry, you've now invited yourself yeah, along to our exactly. camping trip, haven't you? So, exactly. Perfect. And then the fitness one, I yeah. had planned to do a, the, a sprint triathlon, yeah. which is swimming, cycling and running. I was really, really motivated, had got into training mode to do it. And then I discovered you have to do the swimming part first. Oh, by the way, I did choose a sprint triathlon where the swim was an indoor swim event. It wasn't open swimming. This And this will make sense in a minute. And then I found out that you have to do the swimming segment first of this triathlon. And then you have to do the running and then the cycling. And I didn't really like the sound of that because it meant that you were then going to be wet to for the running and the cycling part. And I basically bailed out of doing the sprint triathlon, which with upon reflection, I think is really lame. So I really want to make sure that I do it this year. And I'm, I've tried to book it in. I have booked it in, but it, it failed. So I'm going to make sure I book that in. And I'm trying to rope you into doing it as yes, well, Maya. So yes, I'm, I'm po- possibly quite up for it because I kind of need contem- an event. I need an event okay, to work great. towards. So yeah. we're contemplating. So that was a bit of a shame that it didn't happen, but I'm totally all for it now and I'm well I, I love the fact that you have you know seen your own excuse in that yes, you know yeah as somebody that runs in mud you know like <laughs> yes. the idea that running a bit wet like could put you off you know, know exactly. <laughs> but but you've you, you you've kind of found your own learning from it and you know as, as a coach that's to me the exciting part it's not about everything being a success the first time the fact yeah. that you're willing to revisit it I, I think so. it's awesome also I think the other thing was I, there was somebody was going to do it with me and she dropped out and yeah. it made me feel less committed yeah so that's why I'm going to try and rope you in this year yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and, I, and if I do commit to it then I'll be very committed the only problem is that we can't train together which yeah is a that's shame. shame but still but okay. anyway Anyway, all right, so that's what's gone well for you and you're going to improve it by, did you say checking in? Maybe. Yeah, so Maybe, th- why didn't you put a date in your diary for like June to check in or something? Uh, with, with your, uh, with yeah, your I think board. that's what I'm going to do. We're going to do that. We didn't do that. I don't know how the whole year just goes by and actually you don't, sometimes you don't even think about the New Year's resolutions in January until 12 yeah. months have gone by for whatever reason. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. So um, I like the idea of actually having sort of a halfway mark maybe in June Fantastic. to have another beer and brownie date in the pub. And that's something <laughs> to look forward to, isn't exactly. it? So you can get that in, yeah. Exactly. So uh, so we've talked about myself. So I, what, how do you approach New Year's resolutions or goal setting? Yeah, exactly. So we have a nice little ritual as well where we go to our favorite place in town and for a coffee. And that's from before when we used to live in town. And it was a place that we could go and the kids could actually run around. And now sometimes we can do it without them. So that's good. So we go there. It's actually, it's the Landmark Hotel. So, and I love the fact that it's called Landmark because, you know, it's like a milestone time of year mm. or whatever. And so that it makes it a fun thing. Obviously, as a coach, my life sort of revolves around goals and as a couple we are very frequently checking in on goals and then I also have a coach and actually I have been coached between weekly and fortnightly recently so I have a lot probably that's the nature of what I do is that you know I have a lot of interaction with my goals plus I journal so I'm always checking in on Mm. how my goals are going so really this time of year for me isn't like I don't really want to be too focused on goals like for them for me that's a bit like (gasps) yawn you know 
So what we do instead is that we map out holidays. And that's always a nice thing because in previous years, we've often got so busy with sort of like work and, you know, obviously in the last few years, family that we sometimes haven't necessarily planned our holidays that well. So we've got quite good at doing that now. And then, and that's it. And oh, no, there is one other thing. We also think about sort of social stuff. So, you know, do we want to, who do we want to have round or what things do we want to arrange? And what I like about that is that because we've got a bit of space at that time of year, we actually think about that stuff, get it in and the diary or whatever and then when it because then it gets so hectic that the idea of sort of entertaining or that's kind of feels a little bit more pressurized but if you've planned it at the beginning of the Mm. year so we just focus on holidays and social um personally for intention uh, for, for my own goal setting I like to set more intentions so um yeah explain what that means a little bit yeah more. so what I did for, for last year was that it was actually kind of done for me because at my master's we were we were doing the topic of hope and the concept of hope in positive psychology is really interesting it's not about oh I hope I will get this and it's sort of like a you've sent your you know you left it to kind of the cosmic good luck forces, yeah exactly right. although I do love the cosmic forces mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> but um, we the idea of hope is that actually you can see many pathways to your goal. That's the concept in positive psychology of what hope is. It's about saying there's lots of different ways that you can achieve the same goal. Oh, that's um, really interesting. And so, yeah, with that in mind, we then had to set our intentions. And actually, this time last year, my intentions were podcast, book, um, independent coaching practice, you know, all the, all the stuff. And I, I don't know at what point in the year, like, mm. things happened. But my thing with intentions is you, you never put a time limit on them. So it's not like, okay, well, by this time next year, I want to have. Mm. It's like I then surrender it to the universe and the cosmos. So there's almost an element of something subconscious that's happening. You're not even thinking about it. Yeah. So, for example. put it out there. Yeah. And because you've set, oh, so that's, you've set the intention. And then there are some maybe subconscious factors that are at play that are making some of those things happen as well as you being proactive about them. Yeah. Like, so, for example, I wasn't going to take a certain module on my master's. But then I found out that if you did, then, and your book chapter got a good enough mark then it would be able to be part of a textbook and so because I had that intention when Mm. that came up I moved heaven and earth to make sure I was on that module Mm. you know it's just little things because you've set your intentions and then they kind of come true so for me that's how I approach that stuff the personal kind of goal setting side of things yeah no I was gonna ask because um it sounds like because you're in the world of coaching um you get that opportunity to check in quite regularly with someone and you're journaling so you're checking in with yourself and I'm not sure how many people would be reviewing themselves as frequently as you yeah is there any guidance or do you have an opinion on how often normal a normal person (laughs) might be reviewing where they're at in life yeah Um, that's a really good question and actually when I was doing this panel on alignment there was a very similar question to this about how do you kind of keep yourself on track Mm. and obviously my first answer is that I think it's really a tall order to ask yourself to be able to do all of this yourself, which is why I believe in, Mm. you know, practices such as coaching, because it kind of massively accelerates your progress because you have blockers that you don't even know you have. Like, so for the last, since about September, I've been working my coach and about every two or three sessions, we work on a different emotional block that I have Mm. and we've let go of things and it's just been so powerful. So obviously I'm going to say first and foremost, do try and find, if you're not going to find a coach, because I understand that that's not always possible, do try and find some kind of accountability partner. I mean, my husband and I do check in a lot as Mm. well. Um, So I do feel that that is valuable. But then the reason why I also love the journaling is because that is me being reliant on myself. And so that is a practice that doesn't rely on other people. Now, if you're not going to journal, 
and you're not going to rely on others hopefully you're a very independent resourceful person and you're it's going to work for you but if you're struggling to make it work and you're not embracing those sorts of things then I would say well you know maybe it's worth considering yeah thinking about the additional support that you need yeah I mean the whole reason why I'm in what the industry that I'm in is because you see the value of the tool and and what you're offering yeah and the knowing doing gap is the biggest issue that we face it's the biggest issue you know so I have high high levels of sympathy and empathy for people who know what they need to do but can't do it I do encounter in my work people that say oh, well, they're, they're just being lazy or it's just up to them to do it. Or, you know, it's it's all, you know, for me to just, it, it's my fault I'm not doing it. And actually my whole job as a coach is to say, no, hold on, mm. that's not true. There are so many environmental, personality, interpersonal factors that affect what we do. Mm. So actually, you know, to put all of that onto the individual to say it's their fault, they're lazy. It kind yeah, of is, yeah. goes against the absolute yeah. ethos of... Yeah, what I do. Anyway, so going back to the question, do you think? Sorry, I just wanted to. Do it. Yeah. I, I guess so. That that was really fascinating. And do you think monthly? I mean, I, you're going to yeah, say. Okay. I know you're going to say it depends. But ballpark, would you say checking in with yourself every three months? Because I kind of think of maybe seasonal. quarterly. I think or that's seasonal? a lovely one. Seasonal is a lovely yeah, one. And okay. so yeah, Laura Vanderkam, who I follow, she talks about having seasonal or quarterly goals. Yeah. Okay. Um, and but what I would say actually, as a coach, mm. is start. Take where you're doing it now. So if you're doing it once a year right now, then increase it to twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do one in the middle of the year. If you're already doing that, then maybe go quarterly. Mm-hmm. And then if that feels right, then well done, good for you. Or if you want to increase it a little bit, you can go monthly. Yeah. You okay. know? So to it me, depends. it's more about where are you now? What is something you can do that feels doable and, and mm-hmm. work like that? Because I, what I never want to do as a coach is say, you should be checking in on your goals monthly yeah. or you should be, you know. But if you hide, if you actually had a proper coach they would be doing that with you wouldn't they giving you that yeah. accountability the, the most that normally I coach people on a monthly basis sometimes yeah. fortnightly if they're going through like extreme transitions and like I said I've been having a weekly or fortnightly coaching but that's partly because my coach is building up her coaching hours and yeah. wanted to you're coach that, me more you're, frequently you're in your world of coaching <laughs> <laughs> yeah really good right. I know it's, I, yeah I really enjoyed that insight Fantastic. Okay, so we're going to wrap up now. Just final thing on any other little resolutions that we set up. So I had here that last year I did do one a bit more kind of resolutiony one, which is I tried to do Veganuary for three days. <laughs> and so I, but then because I was doing assignments and I had to look at my coffee cup and it was just the idea of having that without my normal milk was very, you know, it's kind of like, so I fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. What I did in the end do is find sort of good good milks and especially oatly for me has been transformative and so I have actually increased my plant-based content like uh, consumption a yeah. lot this year and also I suppose it helps your husband's plant-based well yeah and I was doing it to support yeah. him but for me this is going to be a very incremental thing and we're going to talk about it we in are. future episodes we are. aren't we yeah, yeah. for January is, is a very hot topic <laughs> yes it is, it is as it was last year and yeah. will be this year as well yes exactly okay all right well that's all we have time for please do let us know what your goals are we would love to hear it and if you want some extra accountability just let us know and we can check in with you so i'm maya goodker if you want to hear or see more podcast related things and more coaching relating things you can look at my instagram at maya goodker and arthi i'm on yep i'm on at arti bandari shah on instagram fantastic and we look forward to joining you next week thanks a lot bye bye